everybody, and welcome to another episode of Frog Flicks. My name is Michelle Carter. I'm Richard Edgman. And I'm Andrew Van Houston. And we're happy to have you with us on our new episode. So I'm going to get us started off with some Tales from the Trade. And I don't know if you guys watch Orange is the New Black on Netflix, but it's slated to end next year after season seven. And now Lionsgate, the studio, is saying that they want to maybe create a sequel for the show. And I just want to talk about how... That's a bad idea. It's definitely bad. Just <laughs> yeah. sequels, uh, very few sequels. Is it a, yeah. Do you know if it's a Lionsgate's that, a movie? Right. Firm? So it's right. Gonna be that, or is it going to be like another series? Unfortunately, there's not a lot of information out there right now. So the whole idea of Orange is the New Black on Netflix is just a the following. They're following the story of Piper Chapman. She in real life she was only in prison for I think a year, and so now it's draw, it's been drawn out through seven seasons. But in the last season, uh, season six, we see how Piper gets released from prison. So the last season is going to be about all of her friends who are still behind bars. And, you know, she's free. (laughs) What else could you do with a sequel after you've, like, concluded the stories of all of these inmates that we've been following for seven seasons? I just don't think it's a good idea because what is it going to be like? the lives of everybody outside of prison or or is it like a prequel because we've had there's episodes that are kind of prequels for each character within it, within the story and so i don't see what else could possibly be done with it i think it's like a finite project and i agree i, I would like it to be a finite project what do you guys think well, i think you answered your own question mm. you could easily do a parole thing have all the characters come back they have one or two episodes the actors are involved but don't commit to a full season mm-hmm. i have a new cast of characters turns into a drama of their lives dealing with the criminal justice system i think it's the the transition but they like the property i think that's yeah. just what it's it's been seven years. It's like when Netflix is big, like mm-hmm. originals to come out. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. then just the end of an era. Now that some other companies like, hey, that Netflix copyright. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's let's see what we can do with it. Uh huh. I'm just tired of capitalism. <laughs> 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 I, they don't need uh-huh. to make a sequel for a television show that's been successful. Just end it how it was. I didn't see it, but I'm sure from what I've heard, it's great. It's been great. It's kind of like. Say they do House of Cards sequel after House of Cards ends. It's just not a good idea, especially with all the um, uh, Robin Wright taking over yeah, this last yeah. season of House the of Kevin Cards. Spacey it's, thing. Yeah, the whole Kevin Spacey deal. It's just like you don't need a sequel for that. Why do you need a sequel for Orange Is the New Black? Even like Game of Thrones. I, as much as I love it, like it's just capitalism. That's basically it's a trap for everyone, and that's just my personal opinion about it. Um, but maybe it will give the chance to explore new characters and kind of do an interesting spinoff or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Well, you kind of at a kind of point you bring it up is they don't they, they're going one more season than they should. Oh yeah, right. There's this kind of they don't know when to stop a show, and Netflix is good at creating and getting that first season one or two hits. Yeah, but even like. Kind of Stranger Things, the second season wasn't as good as the first. There's yeah. a, there's like an episode or two where you're like, I can see the cracks. Yeah, and, and I'm gonna bring up The Walking Dead because that's a great example. Exactly. So uh, Rick is the character who I don't know what happened, but I know it was his last episode right. of Walking Dead. Right. But now they're making something else with Rick in it, and I'm a just, big movie. A big movie. Yeah. Exactly. They're making a big movie. It can stop. Even Walking Dead has so many seasons. When do you end this show? When do yes. you end these shows and just call it good? A movie. It's an hour and a half, beginning to end. A lot of them don't <laughs> even have sequels. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. TV shows can definitely take on the same ordeal, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. yeah. No. I don't know. <laughs> so. Different shows, same topic. My, okay. my tale is that 
a Breaking Bad oh, yeah. movie has been announced in Albuquerque. Oh, <laughs> that's right. Vince <laughs> yeah. right. uh, Gilligan signed a three-picture deal with Sony Pictures, who produced Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. It's unclear if it's a Breaking Bad movie officially, mm-hmm. like, but you had Brian Cranston saying it is, but he doesn't have, haven't seen a script yet. We so know, is Cranston going to be in it? We don't know we yet. We don't know yet. We yeah. do know the project's name is called Greenbrier. It's been approved by the New Mexico State. It's going to be in the same places all the Breaking Bad shows before. We know it'll be kind of a, a smaller set, only about a 500 crew people. A couple local actors have been officially signed on. We don't know. It seems like a kind of crime story. Better Call Saul brought in new people. Mm-hmm. Gilligan okay. seems to be willing to just keep expanding this world rather than like more stories of Walt. Like, mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be su- wouldn't be surprised of a cameo. Maybe him in like high school as a teacher. But I don't know. What do y'all think? Fans of Breaking Bad at all? I, I've watched a little bit of Breaking Bad. I wish I've seen more of it. Uh, but like I was just talking about, I don't know if it's the, like they're just doing it for the money. They're just doing it. I mean, it'll yeah. be interesting to see where the characters go and what's um. So there's Brian Cranston and who's the other Aaron guy? Paul. Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul. Mm-hmm. I think his character, from what I've seen in the first uh, few seasons and episodes, um, his character was always interesting. I think it'd be cool to get a little more yeah. depth with him. Yeah. Like I said, I don't know exactly how the season ends, but mm-hmm. I, he's a character I think would be an interesting kind of movie or show or yeah. just get, and dive I, into him a little more. I heard a lot of, I mean, you know, this is a, a very recent, came out within the last few days, so a lot of the speculation is it's going to be about Aaron Paul's character. and oh, perfect. And it's just going to be about him without Walter White. So, yeah. but I also agree with you, Andrew. I think he's his character is definitely worth exploring a little bit more. But I don't, I don't know how I feel about yeah. bringing Breaking Bad back after you've had all these years of Better Call Saul. Well, I think Better Call Saul is a lot slower. It's mm-hmm. like kind of. Well, I'm more interested in these. It's a feature film that's being yeah. made, and he's really good at these long story plots that take mm-hmm. episodes to really come to a climax. So, working in like an hour, two hour, hour and a half, two hours, that's what I'm more interested in. Can yeah. he do it? Yeah. But going to your point, we know a rough idea is a kidnapped man fights for his freedom, escapes okay. for his freedom. That would line up with Jesse, and mm-hmm. it's kind of if anyone's spoiler alerts, the <laughs> ending. I'm not going to say too much more, but. You know, there's kind of plot things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. Maybe I'll get back onto it. So it's, I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where it goes. All right, speaking of capitalism, <laughs> I think that's the theme for this episode. Yeah, this is the theme for that episode. <laughs> Guys, a Shrek reboot. Really, the producers from Disney Will Me want to reboot Shrek. Mm. And One thinking, green creature wasn't enough with the Grinch. Oh, oh. oh I know. <laughs> I mean, if there's like a color pattern there. Yeah. yeah. Yellow, green, you know, yes. weird. Yes. Why? Yeah. They still have a red creature or something. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. They have is to complete like, the color palette. Is it hyped up for like more universal or is it just like, I don't know. Well, I don't support it. That's I just, that's all I can say about it. I do I do think that like there seems to be this, this kind of updating classics. Like the Grinch one looks like they want this story to continue, right? They're making mm-hmm. their own little spin on it, like they don't want it to leave culture. Yeah. And maybe it's just we're at a point where Shrek just 
because it did kind of catch off. It was all around for the like the year it was around. Got you know two sequels, a spinoffs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, but like remaking Shrek is like <laughs> re- rebooting. It's like rebooting two thousand one A Space Eye. It's like no. rebooting <laughs> Psycho. Like no. those are things you can. Those are classics. <laughs> classics. <laughs> you, you, it's like I. Can't read. Well, it's like it's like remaking Austin Powers. Like it's it's within, it's within recent no, history. No, Shrek is a classic. Yeah, yeah. I so think Shrek I, Two is a masterpiece. Yeah, Shrek Two. <laughs> we are not getting into this with our viewers. <laughs> my only my <clears throat> my only problem is that um I feel like it's too recent. I mean, Shrek is Shrek, the original yes. Shreks are just so fresh in your mind still. I mean, they came out what two thousand. Early 2000s, right? And so my culture. And so you you know them, and people from our generation know them by heart. Some Mm -hmm. like Andrew know them by heart. If you're on Twitter all the time, they're still so so much, yeah. Yeah. References. And so I feel like, and this specific studio with the minions thing. I feel like they've created a whole very original world that they could capitalize on. But also, like, just it would, it's, they have enough potential to keep creating original content. Why do they have to go back and do Shrek? Well, now, I was, you said something about the universal kind of Yeah. Thing. That, that may not be a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just updating animation so that their park is consistent. Yeah. Kids That's get true. attracted to this kind of soft, miniony, squishy thing. Like uh-huh. cute looking yeah. things. Like, make, let's don't make you sh- just try to cute Shrek? Yeah. And yeah. Look awkward. <laughs> <laughs> because, yes, let's not. I mean, the Grinch, the new Grinch that comes out today, yes. he looks pretty cute. The trailer is it very looks, adorable, and it's slated to do very well in the box office. But that's an early Christmas, but. but that looks like it's been long enough time where yeah. it's not weird. I understand no. the update. Yes. Shrek is like. I like that wasn't that long ago, right? Yeah, like, and then with like Jim Carrey in this weird costume, maybe that's like just different for some people. Oh, I even forgot about the live action one. Yeah, like, the live action. Yeah. It's just like yeah. nah, it's a little. That's a quirky thing in its own. I don't know. Um. Okay. So if for some <laughs> reason they th- there's been talks that maybe they'll just do a sequel instead. Would you guys rather see a sequel or do you think the Shrek should just be done? I think the Shrek. soft reboot's a smarter idea. Right, you know what I mean. This kind of like updating animating uh, animation style, but keeping the same plot. Maybe make it Shrek and Fiona's kids. You know, something yeah. like that. Just so you have new actors, they have cameos, so your fans are like, okay, everything I had is legit. You know, maybe Antonio Banderas comes back for a little bit. I mean, hey. like I agree that it's the smarter choice, but <laughs> as someone who appreciates <laughs> Shrek. <laughs> And for what it's given to our generation, especially my friends on Twitter, mm-hmm. and, and like all the memes I see, people literally still tag me and stuff when they see it. And like they're like, oh, look at this. And then we laugh about it. Like for that, I don't want to see the franchise be reboot. I think it's a good standalone. It doesn't need to go any far. I've heard this before when Star Wars got the new, like yeah. Episode 7 came out. Like mm-hmm. you're, you're yeah. a Shrek fanboy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Sure. But I mean, that was, that was kind of like a, that was more of a sequel, I would say, than like kind of just starting from, it's like starting, I guess you could compare it to starting Star Wars again. Like yeah. what if we do Episode 4 again that's, animation? That's what like, I'm saying. Think, yeah. That's yeah. like, that to me just seems completely wrong and that's just them trying to get money and people are going to go see it because that's just how our world works but at the same capitalism. time <laughs> capitalism yeah. at the same time I, I, d- I do agree with Richard I don't think we have to do I don't we don't have to reboot it from the beginning and make something from scratch a Shrek yeah. 4 would be cooler 
If that's going to be, if they're really going to do it. There actually was a Shrek 4, and it was really shitty. Oh. So the Shrek, it would be Shrek, there Shrek be, 5. No, there's not a Shrek 5 yet. Well, no, we, so we, then we make Shrek 5. Well, if, yeah. Or, or do a whole well, new reboot as something like completely be different. Shrek 4, Shrek 5. Like, you know, uh-huh, shedding uh-huh, each other. Uh-huh. <laughs> Okay, I think we need to. My mind is. It's too early to be talking. Let's talk about films we actually enjoyed to see this week. (laughs) (laughs) I'll start off. Go for it. I saw the Suspiria kind of remake, uh, retelling. Um, I was. It was wonderful. It's a lot different than the original. Where that one's kind of like fun, be schlocky horror movie. Mm -hmm. This one is artsy and slick, kind of surrealist images. Lots of kind of cool visual effects. The Actual dance performances are beautiful. Wow. You just, I'm not really into. I'm not even a big fan of that generally, and I was just kind of captivated. Mm-hmm. But my favorite experience about 45 minutes in, I just couldn't get comfortable in my seat, and there was nothing like in particular, like you know, that a gross image. I was just like, oh, this movie's unsettling, yeah. <laughs> and I hadn't felt that in a long time mm-hmm. in a horror movie, and I just. Felt it was great, good experience, great, great film. Who was the biggest star? Would you say in that film? I would say Dakota Johnson. Okay. I mean, Tilda Swinton is great, and she has a, a powerful performance, but there's something about Dakota Johnson, the way she, like, looks and acts. She's almost otherworldly, um, like, in a different kind of zone, and you, there's a star power in her character that kind of ties into that. But I was thinking about this uh, earlier, that, like, the Fifty Shades movies mm-hmm. really got, I think, she's very comfortable being, like, she's not naked, but she is, like, kind of more, like, artistically exposed, more, yeah. exposed mm-hmm. but she's very just calm about it. There's no, there's no like, thought of an actor. You know, I'm naked on set, just this is where I am. And whatever you think of those movies, I'm glad that she had that experience uh, because here there's just, uh, just her character. Okay. There's no holding back, and I just loved it. Absolutely. That's really cool. And do, would you say that, like... Because the director, Luca Guadagnino, has worked with Tilda Swinton and with Dakota Johnson before. Would you say that, like, it's, like, a comfortable yes, relationship? Yes, yes. There is, there is some moments with just the two of them in very kind of intimate, relate, like, mm-hmm. and it's not, like, you know, graphic or sexual, but it's just this chemistry. There's an emotional connection that I think you could only get if everyone in that room is on the same wavelength. And, it, cool. you know, that the history is kind of there. There's almost this other otherworldly aspect again to this mm-hmm. whole thing and then there's even a little reference at the very end I won't spoil it for, okay. but fans of his will you're just gonna have a, the ending will surprise you I will oh, say, okay. the very last shot okay. I've been told there's also a post credit scene I didn't see it oh, oh my I've God. been told there's a post credit oh um, so I guess I you have to go watch it again <laughs> and find out no I was just Interesting. what could it be I don't even know <laughs> you may, okay there's a post. There's a post credit. That's what I've heard. Okay. Um. Yeah. Do you have any buzz, Michelle? I do. I started watching. You know, the good thing is that I haven't finished it because I'm not going to spoil anything. But I started watching um, the new Amazon Prime original Homecoming with Julia Roberts. I'm halfway through. It is one of the best shows I've ever seen. Okay. I mean, I want to this year. Let's just say that this sure. year. It's so visually like impactful and almost kind of breathtaking. It's Sam, it's directed by Sam Esmail. He was the creator of um, Mr. Robot. And so there's this like eerie, all the music is just, none of it like sounds 
harmonious and so you're just that's like the unsettling feeling Mm -hmm. the whole time but visually it's stunning because there's there's aspects of how it's shot where like the whole bottom of the frame is very fuzzy the whole top is very fuzzy so you see like a very acute focus right in the center and then there's just these shots like these panning traveling shots where you can see like the movements of the people walking through these buildings that are just but the, basically, it's just a whole horror story about a government facility to help veterans with their PTSD after they've come back from their uh, tours. Um, but you go back and forth from, like, present day, which is actually set, like, four years in the future, and the past, which is set in 2018. And so you go back trying to trying to understand this relationship that Julia Roberts has with her clients. They're not even her patients. And then it's just this weird, like, we're not going to tell you too much, but you'll be uncomfortable enough to want to figure out what's going on. And so... It's a it's all of the episodes are half an hour, around half an hour, so it's easily bingeable. And it's just this discomfort that you're just like, wait, what? And you don't really know. It's it's it gives you just a little bit to not be able to figure out exactly what's going on yet. So that's what I love about it. How many episodes? Ten. Okay. How far are you in? Uh six. Do you have any sense of like closure, any plot? things that are tying up or is it just more questions I, on questions? It's a lot of questions on questions right now but uh-huh. I have a main theory that I just don't want to be wrong about No, but because I want them to prove me wrong. Did you ever see Lost? Bits and pieces. Okay, because this sounds exactly yeah. like how I felt with Lost and I've been and I've, you were just like, Lost. I've, been, I've been hurt right? <laughs> like, like, no, because like, you're like, oh, this is what's happening and you get to the last couple seasons you're like, what's going on? I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, the not everything's answered and you're like, it's the, the idea of, like, ooh, the mystery is more important than the con- the conclusion. Right. And that's what I fear with this one. Let's... Well, I don't, and, and so my, I don't think that's going to happen because this show is based on a podcast. There was, it's two seasons of a podcast called Homecoming as well. Um, and so I haven't heard it because I didn't know that either one was related to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a feeling that this has to have a conclusion because of just where it's going. You know what I mean? Sure. But... But I want them to prove me wrong because I don't I don't want to I'm not going to say anything. You don't like, like your own theory. I don't like my own theory and if that's actually what happened then oh my goodness. Yeah, that's no. that's what I'm saying. That's the lost what? that's the lost feeling yes. of you know everyone going this is what I think and this might happen. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. Julia Roberts you like you feel like she's giving like a Emmy worthy performance? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she's in present day she's very confused. And in the past, which is 2018, she's just very, she's playing, you know, everything she's by the rules and she's doing what she's told. I feel like she is very genuine okay. in this, in this wanting to help these clients that she has. And then in the future where she's just questioning a bunch of things that she, that she did while she was working at the facility. I think she is very, very genuine. I think it has great potential. Awesome. Yeah. That's so glad to hear. Yeah. What about you, Andrew? Uh, um, so last week we were kind of talking about whether or not we thought Bohemian Rhapsody was going to do well. Mm-hmm. So I actually ventured out to the movie theaters, Yay. surprisingly, and saw it. And I, I'm i mixed, I will say. It wasn't as bad as I thought. Okay. okay. Um, but I, I could easily see some things I didn't necessarily care about. So I'll talk about what I liked first. I liked Rami Malek's performance mm-hmm. as Freddie Mercury. He does a really good job being a likable and an unlikable character at the same time. Okay. Because uh, you're just some, there's just moments where you're rooting for him, other moments where you're just disappointed in him. And also, he's just, like, a fun person to, like, 
be there like in that experience was mm-hmm. just like mm-hmm. having like, watching him be on the big screen playing this like legend is really cool to see um, and that and a lot of the other cast members did a really good job too especially all the other members of the band itself mm-hmm. I will say it was hard to take some of the characters seriously for example Mike Myers played the record label mm-hmm. guy I was just like Shrek and then Aiden Gillen, for any Game of Thrones fans, he's also in it as one of the managers, and he plays Littlefinger in Game of Thrones. Okay. And so also I couldn't take that seriously because I was just like, Littlefinger, what are you doing in a uh, movie about Queen? <laughs> Absolutely not. So some of the acting choices, I was like, okay, I don't know if I can necessarily fall in love with it. Um, that was good. The other kind of issue is I just felt the storyline could have been a little stronger. It just a lot of the songs took over where I, I enjoyed the songs but I would have loved to like learn more about the band itself mm-hmm. um, the cinematography I didn't fall in love with either I felt a lot of it was like in front uh, maybe too much kind of in your face a little especially with the performances and all of that but I did enjoy the songs I enjoyed the comedy um, I would go see it I think the film critic in me didn't like it but I can like a lot of my friends love it mm-hmm. who aren't film critics it's just a fun experience it's a fun yeah. experience especially if you're a big fan of would the you band. say if you like the trailer you probably like the movie if you I see I love the trailer okay mm. and I was maybe that was my issue right there Richard it's yeah. just like because that trailer is amazing it, the trailer yeah. was amazing it, it yeah. has like this right pacing and you're just like excitement and then it's it, 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 it sets a, the and bar then you really go, high it sets a really high bar and so, yeah, so the movie was directed by Brian Singer, mm-hmm. but then it was taken over by someone else in the post pro- process. I forget who. But the person who took him over in the post process is the same person who's directing Rocket Man. Yes, yeah. So I'm curious to see if it's going to be very similar, if it's going to be different. But you did say that filming, like the cinematography and actual production was some of your problems. So maybe, you know, there's hope for Rocket Man as far as like actually exceeding your expectations yeah. or at least meeting them yeah and I think being able because this is Dexter Fletcher we're yes, talking Dexter about yes Dexter Fletcher thank I you. think him being in control of Rocket Man from the beginning is advantageous yeah. for him Brian Singer I don't quote me on this but I think I read that he just didn't get along with Rami Malek very well there were creative differences there or no 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 no, no I'm sorry he didn't return to set a couple of times oh. after some breaks or something and the studio was like well you can't keep doing that yeah you're out yeah. but um would you say that it's just like watching a two-hour-long concert? Yes, with, Abs- with, absolutely. With like intermissions of like little, <laughs> like little bits and pieces that tell a story yes. because it does dive into like Mercury's personal life mm-hmm. and his sexuality is like probably the main. So it's basically like music videos and then it's like sexuality. Yeah, yeah. it's basically how you can or like Did- a a concert special on like a DVD or something. Yeah, you know right. what I mean? or like yeah. a Broadway. Yeah, Play, where well, the music that would actually be a good version. I, I, of it. Yeah. I do wish they gave a better tribute to Queen. I will say sure. that it focuses more on Freddie Mercury, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. But I definitely would have loved to like learn more about Queen, and I yeah. don't think the film succeeds. Kind of in doesn't that. have a, a, a significant focus. It kind of is all over the place. Yes, and then, like, it's just all here's over the place. music. <laughs> yeah, and I think my expectations also they were like really high and then really mm-hmm. low, and then it was just like ah all over the place. Where I was like trying to go into it with an open mind, but at the same time, it's just like I don't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, didn't fall in love with it. We'll just put it that way. Okay. All right. So, cool. yeah, I think that's uh, it for this week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And awesome. Do you guys have any announcements you want to share? Just check out our reviews on TCU 360. Absolutely. You yeah. guys have a great day. Follow us at Frogflix. Yep. Netflix. And so, yeah, have a great day, and hopefully you enjoyed this episode on capitalism. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.